Happy Tuesday. Why, hello. It is the 12th of June, 2018. That is craziness. It is craziness. And look at us. We're on holiday. We are. We promised an exotic location last week. And (laughs) so we are in the mountains of Colorado at our home here named Teshuva, which means return. And uh, it's definitely been that these past days. A return forward. Return forward, yes. Yeah, we have returned forward. And my goodness, Papa has blessed us with glorious weather. It's blue sky. There's very little breeze today, but um, it is cool. It is nice. And we're all full of smiles after an amazing day yesterday, exercising our little bodies at high altitudes. Yeah, we, uh, we went for a hike. So the community that we're in here has a lot of hiking trails that you can, you can use for, if you're a resident here. And so there were many, of course, we are currently, we're out on our deck right now in the beautiful blue, blue sky. I mean, just as blue as can be. Like Pa said, perfect weather, and we are next door to the house that we lived in 14 years ago, 12 years ago. Built it 14 years ago, I think. Lived in it, we don't know, but some time ago. <laughs> so we're, we're next door. We can actually see that right now. And when we lived here, I would take the kids on hikes. And um, so there were, there were different levels of hikes of intensity. So yesterday we chose... Um, the most intensive one that there is not. I didn't know this going in because I had never gotten to actually do that one when we lived here because we always had littles. And so uh, Pa would take Axel and Toggle there and they would, they didn't do the whole thing, but they would do portions of it. So I had never been there. So, you know, on the way I'm like, no, we're going to get to hike there. Right. And, And he's like, oh yeah. So it was us and, Sonar, Ray, and Reapy, and it was it was intense and so satisfying. Oh my gosh, yes! And you know the thing was, is even though <clears throat> you can say, well, there's a path. Well, kind mo- of. Mostly, <laughs> it was kind of a path, and and really, it there's no directions, there's no instructions, there's no guide. You're just it's just you and Papa Jesus and El Shaddai. And which is all you need, of course. And right. um, so it's a climb up to just under 10,000 feet um, or three and a half thousand meters above sea level. So it's really uh, short on oxygen for us lowlanders now. And uh, so we got to huff and puff yeah. a little bit. Yeah, our house is at 9,000 feet. Right about, and so, you know, we're just still trying to go up and down the stairs without panting, you know, so here we go, attempting this this hike, which we did, and just, like I said, it was so satisfying when we got to the top, and then as we came down, now it was funny last night, because we were, we had had dinner, and just talking with the girls, and, and Sunray has said, so what do we do tomorrow? Today's our last full day here. We'll head home tomorrow. And uh, so last night she's like, what are we going to do tomorrow? And and I said, oh, we could do a hike. And I mean, it was as silent as silent gets. There were crickets and nothing <laughs> else in the room because we had we have done our hike. Yeah. So I explained that there's different hikes 
and we can do a different one. There's these beautiful ones that go along rivers, and there's moose and all kinds of things you can see. So we might try one of those today. We might. We'll see. Well, the good news is is that Papa was so faithful as we walked this journey, and uh, it was it was amazing to see how everyone in the family responded. There were a lot of things to take pictures of, so Reepy got to do that, and mm -hmm. Sonar ended up being a little Sonar. She kept finding all the little milestones. Yeah, she did. That helped us uh, along our path as we went up and yeah. then summited this mountain, and uh, they have a little thing that you can sign your name and uh, and and where you're from and, and that you that you accomplished this mighty thing. And so uh, there weren't that many people. I was actually surprised that in the last year and a half, there may have been <clears throat> 10 groups or, or people or whatever that went up. Yeah, they may have been too tired to sign when they got there. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, yeah, it's not the, it's, I mean, it's, it's maybe a 500 foot vertical from, you know, where you park to where you walk up, but it's just that lack of oxygen yeah, it's that, deep. that gets you. And it, it's amazing because so as residents here in this, our area is called Crystal Lakes. And so this particular hike is an entrance into the Rocky Mountain National, National forest. forest that you can only get into in this particular trail if you're a resident here. So it's not like a real public place, but but there's you know it's a pretty big um, community here. Um, so you know to me, like I would have the the sign in sheet you know saying all that was <laughs> at the back of an envelope. And uh, it was inside a medicine bottle, and I don't even know how Pop found it. You know, I would have, like, a treasure chest with a beautiful journal, you know, just really making you feel accoladed. But, but we signed it. We did it. So. We did. We got, we got our little signature on there. We yeah. We took a picture of it, but there you go. Yeah, and we are just getting reports from home. We've been here since... Friday. Friday. So we've been getting reports and pictures from home of the barn and it's just mind boggling. It is. It's so exciting. They've uh they've got the parking spaces all ready to go for a concrete pour and uh a lot of the wood flooring is done <clears throat> inside the barn and uh in the bathrooms which are obviously very precious to us. Um <laughs> There's uh, floor tiles and uh, there's wall tiles and just a lot of things have gotten done in the interior. So we are on target for another two, three weeks and it should be probably three weeks and it should be done. And so we're praising Papa for that. Yeah, we are in such just awe about it and... I, you know, I think when it's completely done, there's just, I just can't imagine going in and not weeping because it, it's, you know, it, I think we've talked about this on the podcast, but people in our community um, of Bixby and the surrounding areas, they're like, wow, that went up so fast. And we're, you know, this is a four year journey for us that it's culminating now and it's, you know, I don't even have words for it, but it's it's 
cool to see how quickly everybody thinks it happened. <laughs> and we're just entering into that. So Yes, we are. It was so fast. Well, we, um, we have great joy in our hearts. And Papa has been so good. And we're just grateful for everything that he's laid out before us. A lot of things that he's talking to us about. Yeah, and a lot of things coming up. We want to make sure that um, if you are planning to come to AR, August Rush, and you have not registered, please do so. We are filling up so fast, and uh, it's it's just amazing, and we're we're so excited about that. We've got, when we get home, we'll have a few days, and then we get to do the very first youth dunk. So we're... Uh, we're so jazzed about that. So I, I think we've got like 12 or 13 uh, teens coming for that. And um, it's always exciting when we get to do something the first time. And then on the 30th, um, our eighth immersion, immersion eight, uh, begins. And Crazy. That's crazy. So we're looking forward to that. And then, of course, August Rush. And we do have a date for the next fitting room. We do, yes. Um, so the fitting room will be the 20th through the 27th of October. And we encourage all couples who are interested to send an email to info at blueflame47.com. So that's I-N-F-O, info, and um, to apply. And we um, we always have kind of a little backlog from the last one and uh, so we've already got some couples that are signed up and so space is very limited so if you feel like Papa is saying this is your fitting room please write us and of course it like all of our um, all of the things that we do here is free so uh, but do send us an email so that we can pray and uh, see what Papa says on your coming yeah, and we should have some more announcements of different kinds of events, maybe a dressing room, something. We'll see what all what all he's highlighting for the fall, but the summer is full. Yes, it is. <laughs> we cannot add anything. No, we cannot. So one thing Papa is really talking to us about right now is healing. And uh, we see the world is moving and a lot of things are happening in the world right now. And um, we're, we're, we're seeing some things that, that give us a heavy heart. And uh, we're walking through some things that, that can be challenging. And we know that, that all of this is fruit of um, maturing sons and daughters being revealed to creation that creation would be liberated from its bondage to decay. And it's beautiful to think that bondage is being undone right now. But when that happens, it's such a change in the atmosphere and there's, there's response and there's reaction. And because of that, a lot of, uh, a lot of things happen that are um, surprising. And what we know is that the world is moving very quickly right now because the light is shining, because there is a, um, a fruit of choice that is manifesting in ways that has not been seen on the earth before. And so it's getting very intense out there. And one of the things that I've been walking through 
this week has been the blessing of God loving us so much and just expressing how for us He is. God is for us. And when we're in covenant with Him, even when the world is shaking as hard as it is, but we're standing on the rock. And so one of the expressions of how for us He is is that He reveals to us places of healing that we need and places of healing that we want. You know, a lot of places of healing we're desperate to get because we want to thrive through what we've walked in. And so one of the ways that he expresses that is by giving us opportunities to choose better through those places of healing and um, where he reveals to us how we get to um, receive the blood of Jesus or how we get to be royal priests in our own soul and and see healing take place, whether that's a... Um, the integration of a wound or whether that's something generational that, that we discover that's been there for, for many, many years and something we were even born with. But, but just his faithfulness to reveal and not, not just show us what it is and we pray and it's done, but to give us these opportunities to, um, to walk through these things and and where we get to choose. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's even just courage, the, the courage to be able to be forthright in, in who we are and, and, um, and speaking truth. And, you know, for me, it's, it's how precious God's will, God's way is to me. And that when we know God's will, we know it, because we have relationship with him and we talk with him and he shares with us his will. And, um, and you know, a lot of people believe the only way to know the will of God is to read the Bible. Well, what we have found is that relationship with God, he tells us what his will is. And of course, everything that he says to us is, um, is testified to in the Bible because the Bible testifies to who Jesus is. But that it's that relationship that shows us his will. But that isn't the end. That's the beginning. Next comes his way. So we've walked through his will. Then it's his way. And this is, all, this is a, it's a continuous place of growth for all of us. And it's been one for me recently because I found that, that there are times that I can be under the influence of something that's happening either because it's a vow that I've made that I'll never do something or a vow that I've made that this is how life should be. And because of that, I'm not open to his way because his way may be different than the vow that I've made. And so when I pause in a moment, and even though something is the way I like it, even though something is the way I feel like the world should be, pausing and giving God the opportunity to say, yeah, but that's not how I want to do it this time because I've got a bigger plan. And when, I've, when I yield to him in the moment, then I have his way. And, and I had several of those this week where I just realized, oh my goodness, you know, I've, I've had these vows where um, I feel like, you know, people should be free from certain things or people should have access to certain things. 
but but what if God wants to teach them something? What if God wants to bless them in a different way? And if I can rest and pause and inquire and ask God, hey, how do you want to do it this time? Reveal to us. I know your will, but what is your way? What is your timing? How do you want to do it? And when do you want to do it? And to who do you want to do it this time? Then I've given God that opportunity. And so I walked through that, and then Papa blessed me and revealed how for me he is by showing new opportunities now where I can choose to pause. And that's a real blessing. And so I've actually had those this week where I've gotten to uh, come across something that normally I would just rush right in with, you know, this is the best because I've experienced it and I know it's the best, but it may not be the best for that person in that moment. And it was such a blessing to be able to pause and wait and see what God wanted to do and, and discover that he actually wanted to do it differently this time. And uh, by giving him that opportunity, I know that uh, disaster was avoided <laughs> and uh, his goodness was accessed. And so I just bless you, all of you, to pause in your day and give God the opportunity to reveal his way. We know his will from relationship. And if you don't, I encourage you to have that too. But if you know his will, but what is his way? How does he want to do it this time? Yeah, and I think there's something really, for us, these um, these days here for sure, but I think the past few months, probably especially since, since my birthday and coming into Jubilee, just really letting Him pursue us for our returns, you know, just returning to um, origins, returning to now, that kind of thing, and letting Him, um, yeah, just really display his goodness and uh we really had a a more than just a moment but a, a segment of time just this portion of time where we just celebrated the keys and that they were given and that um we've been able to do and see and experience and be part of all the things that we have and it was so interesting this morning I uh, had just a hmm, kind of thing happened. So I was, I was getting ready to work out. So, um, been trying to be very faithful with that while we've been here and I have, um, but one of our construction projects at home was we actually had like this workshop that was part of our house turned into a workout room. And, and why would anyone do that? But, but we did. So we, we got to start utilizing it a little bit before we came, but just trying to continue, like he's talking so much about continuing and that's, that's so much of how we're found faithful. So this morning I, I've got my my iPad and I'm bringing up my video of this program that I do. And it took me like it wouldn't load the page, but it, it said something on the, the screen I'd never seen. It says your change has been rejected. And then it said this, perhaps you don't have access to the change you're seeking. Now, this is just like an internet, you know, the page won't load. And this is the message. Never gotten a message like that. Usually it's that 404, you know, page can't be found. But this this is what it said. Your change, the change you're trying to make has been rejected. Perhaps 
the change you are seeking, you don't have access to, you know, basically is what it said. And, you know, I had this real pause moment and then just this insurmountable gratitude, you know, just this magnitude of, of gratefulness that we do have access. We do. And I think one of the things I've loved over these years the most about the keys is it is invited and allowed vulnerability. Uh, it's what I love so much about prayer apps to this day is that moment when together as community, as family, just in this act of communion, like we all recognize the same thing, whether it's the people praying, the person receiving prayer, there's this moment of of recognition, of revelation, where it's like, oh, that's it. That's why. Oh, this is, this is all it is, you know, and, and choosing to walk through that, not just in that app, but together as a community. And, and we are blessed with just amazingly vulnerable people. I mean, just so amazing. Um, and so, you know, I'm, We've been kind of recounting that the past days. I'm seeing this message on my screen and and just this gratefulness that we do have access. We have access to his goodness. Like Paul was talking about that he is for us. He is so for us. And and when that thing pops up, that um, thing that's been rumbling around for a long time or you just recognized it or all of our favorite, the blind spot where I don't see it. <laughs> And then you have the opportunity to see because all of a all of a sudden that revelation he gives comes with this understanding with which to apply the revelation so we can change. We do have access to the change. And um, I don't know, it's just, I'm just so, like, I just feel like I could ski down a mountain of grateful right now. Just like, he's so good. And um, And we do have access. And I think there's kind of a, a tweak, you know, we know that he rescues us for sure. And, and so glad about that. But there's a, a move from rescue to deliver, you know, he rescues us so we can be delivered and we're always delivered to something. And I think sometimes we're still just waiting for the rescue and not the reality that through that rescue, we are delivered. There is deliverance. Like that's part of the, the Lord's prayer. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from these things that are too big for us, too much for us. Like he sewed it right in that there are going to be those things. There's going to be those things that feel like, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't know why. I don't know how. Um, and we of course get to keep coming back to who, but or this situation seems more than than me, and it is, but it's not ever more than us, we and him together, me and him together, us unified, us in communion. And so just really giving him the opportunity to deliver us from these situations that feel too big, too much, too dark, too wearying, that kind of thing, and um, really asking for that. Um, you know, I really pray that each day, um, as, as the day is starting, you know, just, I, I grant you access to me to deliver me from anything 
that would take me off your path, that would cause me to do my will or my way, your will, my way, that kind of thing. I give you access to me um, for that so that I can be delivered to the fullness of who you are and to the recognition that I am not doing this by myself. I'm with you. And if we're doing it together, it all looks different. And in that, I think we've seen a lot of things over the past weeks that are, you know, very public. But this is something that's been stirring in us for um, definitely six weeks, a few months. Uh, Just the toll that the world without him is having on people. And the, uh, the place of, of pain, the depth of pain that there is in the world and, and the effect that that is having and, and how we can easily be um, overcome by that instead of overcoming. And uh, so we had just really started noticing something just in conversations and I think ministering and and some of that ministering to ourselves. Um, but as we hear about like the, the increase of suicides um, and that kind of thing in the, you know, definitely in the U.S., we know there's a great increase, but I, I would think it's, it's increased everywhere. And um, that we, we really are paying attention to that because there's a, there's a, a real hopelessness attached to that and so we've been asking some questions about it as we've just seen stories before before it really became as public as it is and there seems to have been like um ebb and flows of it where it becomes very prevalent you know before us and then it kind of goes away and um you know that's why we're not super big news people because we don't want to get caught in that ebb and flow of oh this is important now because it's in the news oh now it's okay because it's not because it you know the next story comes and that fades and we can lose sight of what he's really talking about so that's why we're just ever pursuing what are you talking about what is on your heart for the world and and we're going to get to talk more about this at, at August Rush but one of the things that he definitely highlighted to us is we started noticing the immense amount of regret that people are carrying and for a, a while it would we would look and it would seem like gosh there's so much grief you know and and how do we minister to this grief? And he began talking to us that, that we aren't even seeing the grief. We're seeing regret. And regret, regret and grief are very different. And what we've seen is that people can think they're grieving something, but they're actually in regret, which is a trap that keeps us from grief, which is so purposeful and so necessary because it is a journey to joy when we have walked through the true grieving process and we've we've talked about it in different teachings but the the consummation of that grief is joy but if we don't allow ourselves the actual grief we we are on that path to joy and so we started seeing that that when when we live in regret 
And I think the biggest part of it comes from not being able to acknowledge our own part in something or our missed marks where the arrow, we, we were aiming for something and we got distracted, whatever it was, and just shot and shot somebody, you know, with that arrow, whatever it is. But we have this regret, like there's this thing we were part of, this thing we didn't take part in. Um, whatever it is, these situations that we find ourselves in and after it, there's this weight of how it turned out or how it didn't. And there's this, this place where we, we know so much of what happened to us and, and who did what, but, but there's this reckoning. Um, this is a word, um, Ij and I heard one day and and when we were doing tented is reckoning. There's this real reckoning where he, he just doesn't want there to be anything that separates us from him. And has he always had that heart for sure? But, but there's, there's this intensity of it. And I think we're feeling that where he's just not letting it lie. He's not letting, um, who we are, our promises and our purposes lie dormant, but he's also not letting these things that keep us from the fullness of him be dormant either. So when that, his spirit is blowing and I love the wind just kind of picked up right now, but when his spirit is blowing and reviving us, you know, I think we talked about a little bit about that last week and revival. It's, it's what's revived in us. He's going to revive those things that we have buried that we've suppressed, that we haven't allowed to be touched or moved or sifted or stirred, those are going to be revived too so we can finally deal with it. And if we're in a place of regret, it's that's really a fortress because it's like I actually can't come to a place to deal with the choice I made or what I did or how it impacted this person or these people. I just, I can't deal with it. So I'm going to remain in regret because I just, I can't, I can't go there. And basically we're saying, I can't, I can't go beyond this place. And we just keep circling it and revisiting it. And it's like, why isn't it dealt with? Because we haven't come to the place to really, you know, lamentation is a great thing, you know, Uh, there's a whole book of it. And, and David certainly lamented when he missed Papa's heart. And so really being able to come to that place of not just, well, I regret this. I feel so badly that I'm going to suppress it, but wow, I'm, I'm grieved. I'm grieved that I made that choice. But see, there's a purpose for grief and grief will take us through the four covenants. It'll take us through, um, how we came to that place what was happening, what was affecting us. And then we get this immense invitation to return. You know, it's just like grieving the loss of a person in our life. We can, we can grieve the loss of a choice or the loss of a, um, of a situation where we could have been different. We could have acted different. We could have chosen differently and when we walk through those, those places of that in grief and just really like acknowledge, wow, I, I did miss your heart. I did miss the mark. Not just trying to, hey, let's pray this and get rid of this, but no, let's walk through the fullness of this 
because the promise at the end, the deliverance is to joy, is just his celebration of our return. You know, that's it. That's, that's, that's what the revival is about, is our return. So returning to who we are and returning from who we're not, it's, it's just an amazing thing. So we, that's, that's how we've been praying for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, being us together is awesome. It's also, there's nobody tougher on each other than we are <laughs> with each other. So, oh, you don't even want to be around us when we're finding a blind spot. Each other <laughs> might have. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we're, we're ministering this to each other and we are finding these incredible places of return. And, um, and then we're praying for those we love, but this is how we're kind of praying for the world right now. This is our Cesar assignment for the world is, is just that revival of, of all that's good, all that we've, we've laid on the altar, all that we've let go of, all that we've forgotten, all that we've never known about who we are, but also the revival of those things that separate us so that they just, they can't be that anymore. And that we do have access to the change that's in our heart, because that's that's what return is. It's it's to change, and uh, and to know that the choice is is for joy. And uh, we uh, recently came across just the telling of how much Jesus loved the story of the prodigal, and so much so that he told it often. He he retold that story, and. There was a unique way that he told it. And so in his, when he would tell it to those that were gathered around him, whether at a a shore or a, you know, a mountain or wherever he was, he told of the father sending a note to his son and just said, come home. And the son wrote back and said, I can't, it's too far. It's too far for me to go. And the father wrote back and said, then come as far as you can and I'll meet you. And that is why the father was running down the road because he knew his son couldn't make it all the way home. And so he went and met him right where, just as far as he could come to and embraced him and walked with him the rest of the way. And I think that's, that's what we're praying over, um, our city and our state and our nation and the nations right now is just that letter like he's sending that letter come home you know and and the vulnerability to say it's farther than I can go and the vulnerability to say then I'll meet you as far as you can go and we'll go together so just an invitation to really let him explore with you those places that maybe you have felt locked in grief, like unable to be delivered from grief. And, and the reason is that you're actually um, trapped in regret. And you need to be delivered actually to the grief of that so you can walk through the fullness of it to joy so that there's a consummation, a return of fullness for you, for all of us. So profound to even just think that <clears throat> when we when we return that 
and sometimes it's like, well, gosh, I was never that person. How can I return to someone I never was? And, mm-hmm. and what a picture that is of a never-beginning God who, um, whose book of life is in the founding of the, of the earth, not in the end of the earth. It's in the founding of the earth. And that God has had us in his heart since long before we even knew that was possible. And so let us return, return to what is in God's heart, because what is in God's heart for us is what eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor mind conceived. And it's everything that we've ever wanted, but didn't know how to reconcile it. How how does this fit? What does this mean? Why is this happening? And all of these things, when, when seen in the context of what is in God's heart, it all makes sense. It all is completed. It all fulfills and that's who we are and that's what we're returning to is what's already in his heart but we are choosing in faithfulness and in truth yeah and as you said that and now we're just going to be talking to each other again like we end up doing on these but i just i thought of ruth and that story where naomi is returning and it says in ruth's story and ruth returned also and how did she return she'd never been there because she was returning to what she was of, not where she'd been. And that's our invitation. We're always returning to what we're of, not where we've been, not what we've been, but to what we're becoming. And I just, I get undone by that every time I think about it. He's so for us. He's so with us. And he's so about who we're becoming. And he's not, he's not mad about it. He's not mad that we're, we're becoming and not just are. You know, because that's that's why the journey is together. Yes. Amen. Faithful and true. Yes. So thank you for being with us. We really enjoy this time. And we're so grateful for those of you who have been writing us and just telling us how the podcasts are impacting you. You know, we don't want to ever just be talking because... We both really can. We really want it to be meaningful and to have impact. So thank you. You just have no idea how much that encourages us. Encouragement is our friend. Yeah. So we'll see you again next week at home. We'll be very excited about that. We love home more than any place on earth. We do. We do. Talk to you next week, and we'll see you all soon.